Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Will you pray with me? Lord God, Heavenly Father, as we come before you in this hour, we ask that our thoughts and meditations be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Dearly beloved in Christ, the word of the Lord that engages our minds on this Sunday is from the Gospel of St. Luke that was read just moments ago. But as we ponder that gospel reading, we have to kind of pause for a moment because we wonder, did someone mess up the pericope system in the readings? This text seems more appropriate for Good Friday. My goodness, we're getting into Christmas. The stores are playing the Christmas carols. Therefore, we should be thinking of warm, fuzzy pictures of Mary and Joseph packing up the ass and heading for Bethlehem. Friends in Christ, this text, however, is exactly why we have Christmas and where we need to be. First, it's not really Christmas until December 24th anyways, but that's neither here nor there. But secondly, the church calendar, we are celebrating the last Sunday of the church year. And traditionally, this Sunday has been about the end times. As the church year ends... We're not given a vision of Jesus on his throne, ruling over a new creation, but rather instead we see Jesus ruling from the cross. His grace comes in the midst of pain and suffering. And in the midst of suffering and pain, we need to hear once again of Christ's love from the cross. The scene is filled with suffering, and not only physical suffering, but verbal mocking and shameful abuse. The horror of what is happening at times makes us want to close our eyes and run the other way, but Luke instead brings us closer. He brings us through the crowds takes us past the religious leaders, past the soldiers, to the criminals, hanging on the cross with Jesus. There in that small space where the dying were suspended between earth and heaven, were allowed to listen in on their conversation. And there in that conversation, there is a moment of great clarity in the midst of pain and suffering. Jesus is king. And by his gracious rule, he brings salvation to to a penitent criminal dying on a cross with him. Beaten, mocked, thirsty. With no breath, our Lord manages to still Muster the words to give a promise. And below him, there's noise. There's noise all around him. There's noise around us trying to get our attention. We hear the religious leader scoffing. He saved others. Let him save himself. If he is the Christ of God. You see, we begin to see what is at stake 
in this bloody mess. The claims of Jesus to be the Christ are being tested. Our world does the same today. The voices and the noise around us pull us away from the Christ, the Son of God, in the flesh. Look how even you and I tend to at times even treat Christmas. It's too easy to forget that the incarnation of God in the flesh was for this purpose, to die for our sins. It's not usually the reason that we look for the incarnation, though is it, at Christmas time. The world's noise tries to focus us and our attention on anything but Christ. The devil and our sinful flesh don't want us to focus on the cross. We too want the easy way, the miracle Jesus, the bread king. We want it clean and tidy. We don't want to think about God naked and exposed hanging on a cross for the world to see the shame. We think it should be from living good lives, from doing good, earning it ourselves, if we even take the time to think about it at all. He became flesh so that he could die in our place. But that's not what we want the incarnation to be at all. We want it to come in our own terms, on our own time, with our own conditions. We want it to make sense. We don't want to have to address the why questions or ask the why questions to ask where is God in all of this? And yet Luke takes us even closer, doesn't he? We see the soldiers mocking Jesus. They draw near and they lift up a spike now with a sponge of cheap wine to his lips. At the beginning of his ministry, his first miracle, Jesus gave the best wine for the wedding banquet. And now he's given the cheap stuff at the end. And while the word offer certainly brings to mind the understanding of to bring. It also has connotations of making an offering to a god or a king. The soldiers are mocking Jesus. The inscription above Jesus reads, the king of the Jews. And the soldiers reveal what a sad excuse for a king this is. And finally, Luke takes us yet closer He lifts us up to be with Jesus and the two criminals who are crucified with him. Here again, we see the challenge to his status played out in an even more personal, close way. One man rejects Jesus. And he repeats the challenge of the religious rulers. Man, if you are the Savior, get us down from this cross. Get yourself down. Get us down. The other man, however, trusts in Christ. Remember me when you come 
into your kingdom. Here, here at the heart of the crucifixion, Jesus Christ reveals the heart of his Father. Jesus is not coming down. He will not come down from the cross, but he will die upon it because he did not come to save himself. He came to save you and me. He came to die under the punishment of all sin that he might open the kingdom of heaven to all believers in the same way that he opened that kingdom once again this morning for Solve. He hangs naked, but he covers us up with the robes of his righteousness given to us in the water and word of holy baptism when we have nothing else. This is the love of God who offers a prayer, a prayer of forgiveness in the midst of the brutality. This is the nature of our Lord. So Jesus turns to the penitent thief and he reveals his gracious rule. He says, today, today you will be with me in paradise. Death itself cannot rob Jesus of his kingdom. In fact, Jesus robs death of its power by dying and rises again from the dead to rule over all things. God works in death, a suffering Savior. And sometimes, understandably so, it is difficult for God's people to see Jesus. We do question, like the Old Testament people who said, what is the point? Evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. We watch the conflict between the church and the world. You know what's going on in the world and the news. We watch sometimes within our own homes of the conflict within families relationships that are broken. We wonder, why is it so hard to help others see Christ's love? And there are times, sometimes even in our own congregations, where we argue and we see fights which tears apart the unity in the church. And we find it hard for us to see Jesus ruling in gracious love for the lost. We tremble. We tremble as we bring him the broken fragments of our own lives before the altar. But to you, to your homes, to our church, to our world, Jesus Christ has a promise. I will never forsake you nor forget you. I have offered my life for you. Even though it is hard to see, I am graciously ruling over all things. God does remember his people who fear him. They are my treasured possession, he says. He delivers from the domain of darkness and through our baptismal waters transfers us into the kingdom of his beloved son. But it comes. 
at the cross. Christmas, yes, absolutely indeed, but the cross is why we have Christmas. And as the church here now closes once again, and until that day when Christ returns and restores all creation, this is how we see him, in glimpses of grace, in the midst of pain and suffering. But it is enough. It is enough to sustain you. Christ is here, bringing God's grace to you even now when you are weary and suffering. Christ reigns as king over a kingdom which will never fade or pass away. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.